Kia this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Hello and welcome to Speak Out. This is Inside Out's uh, radio show, um, coming at you pre-recorded, but you know. <laughs> I am Emlyn. I am Jiabao. And welcome to today's show. Um, so... First off, uh, we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff with queer media, specifically with film. Um, but first, we should probably tell you a little bit about what's going on with Inside Out right now. So tomorrow, there is a fundraiser screening for Inside Out. Um, we're going to watch uh, the film Colette, which has Kira Knightley in it. Looks to be a really nice film. Um, it's at the Lighthouse Cuba. You can check out the Inside Out Facebook page. That's linked to that. And we've also got... A uh, who wants to be a gay zillionaire? <laughs> I think that's a yeah queer youth quiz night for ages twelve to nineteen. So if that fits your description and you want to do some quiz, check out the Inside Out Facebook page, and that's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, and there is a camp, a shift camp. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, we will spend four days in Porirua. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, for youth people <laughs> gathered together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention we are on Access Radio seven eighty three AM. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to mention that. Um, but yes, so you're listening to us live, not live, <laughs> pre-recorded. Um, but yeah, so do we want to get right back, right into it with what we've prepared to talk about? Um, so. Uh, we're talking about queer media, specifically film, because that's something that interests both of us. Um, yeah, what we are learning in uni. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to be a film student, <laughs> not doing too much film anymore, but I'm doing media. Um, I'm doing film. Yeah, you're, you're doing film. You have, more, you have <laughs> more right to talk about this than I do, but I'm going yeah. to anyways, because <laughs> I can. Um, so yeah, so to talk about queer film, I figure you have to kind of talk about the history of it a little bit. Um, and an important thing to note is the Hayes Code. So the Hayes Code was a code that Hollywood instituted on basically all of their films in about the 1930s. Um, Hollywood had had kind of a number of scandals, a lot of allegations of some some not great stuff. So in order to kind of improve Hollywood's reputation and their image, they asked some people to come up with this code of morals that they would, you know, to films to make sure that the films were teaching people the right stuff and, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, as homosexuality uh, was not viewed very well in those times, uh, came it was banned from films under the title of, like, sex perversion. So you could only show gay or, like, queer relationships if the film didn't encourage it. So what this ended up being was that one or more of the characters had to die and leave the other miserable to show that, you know, being gay is bad, ah, all of that. <laughs> um, so this has kind of led to the rise in several tropes in queer cinema today, and it's affected, you know, queer cinema as a whole. Before that, they were actually kind of making strides in terms of some queer films. There was the first uh, gay kiss on screen before this. Um, I can't remember the exact film, and I don't have it written down, but... <laughs> it did happen. Um, you take my word for it. But 
so this came in and kind of shut all of that down. Um, and we're still kind of feeling the effects of that today. Have you heard about the Hayes Code before? Um, not yet. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. It's probably something they might might teach you. Maybe in Hollywood cinema? I don't know. I didn't... I, I, hmm. <laughs> Maybe I missed that lecture. But yeah, so that was a thing. And nowadays we have these tropes. One of them you may know of, it's called the bury your gaze trip. Um, so in a lot of queer cinema, you it's it's very dramatic and deep and, like, tragic. So one of the gay characters will inevitably die at the end. Um, and, and some notable examples are, like, Brokeback Mountain. I mean, everyone kind of knows that. And also recently, uh, the film Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. Um, have you seen that one? Okay, whatever. <laughs> but in it, uh, Charlie's uh, is, I don't know if they've confirmed it, but like her character is bisexual. Um, she seduces a, a female spy and then the female spy dies because, of course. Um, <laughs> so this kind of thing happens a lot. Um, you also get queer coding. Um, so queer coding is when you give a character traits that are associated with queer people. Um, specific, like, being a, a guy being flamboyant and, like, wearing feminine clothing and makeup and stuff. Um, and often villains were queer-coded because, you know, you couldn't, because of the Hayes Code and the effect that it had on, you know, how people perceived those kind of traits and perceived uh, queer people, uh, you would give these traits to villains. So uh, the probably one of the best examples is Ursula from The Little Mermaid. I mean, everyone's, like, watched The Little Mermaid, right? Um, she's based on a very famous drag queen called Divine. Um, and it's, like, very clear. If you look at pictures side by side, you can, you can clearly see the resemblance. And you also have um, Dr. Frankenfurter and the Rocky Horror Picture Show as kind of the transgender. Um, but also, like, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, like, dunk on the Rocky Horror Picture Show because, like, that's an important, like queer film to a lot of people, but also the way that it portrays its gender non-conforming person is not great. <laughs> you know, Dr. Frankenfurter being kind of predatory and stuff, which is not a good look, <laughs> nowadays at least. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my side of <laughs> what I wanted to say. Yeah, uh, as Emily has mentioned about um, some Hollywood like misrepresentation about gays. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my topic is mostly about um, how this misrepresentation in media affect people to some queer phobia nowadays. Mm. Um, like I highly recommend everyone to see the documentary The Celluloid Closet, 1996. Mm. Um, this documentary like criticized Hollywood and recognized its culpability in the promotion of homophobia. Um, it's like Hollywood, like they, um, in history, like they portrayed gay as like negative images, um, and this documentary just um, like criticized Hollywood. Um, and yeah, <laughs> um, and these social issues like about holly, um, about like homophobia, and yeah, and those are uh, films in history, um, like, um, 
how to say, <laughs> uh, the issue of homophobia, like presented in a way like homosexuality was a common joke or to yeah. make audience laugh, like in early Hollywood films. Yeah, they couldn't portray it like positively, but you could kind of sneak it in if you made it the butt of the joke, yeah. um, which also leads back from the Hayes Code and how, you know, people were, they didn't want to portray gay people as like being a good thing because they were, you know. Yeah, and then... <laughs> it's the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like later in history, like the sissy characters appeared in movies, mm. like become Hollywood's first gay stock character, like... Uh, like in a um, documentary, they were cis and they were never addressed as homosexuals. It was a convention that was totally accept accepted. They were like perceived as homosexuals, just like sub minimally, subliminally. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I misread. <laughs> um. So yeah. then, like in early time, like this kind of discrimination, like formed. And the naturalized LGBT people appeared in films, um, and then like discriminations and prejudice, and and also like, as Emily mentioned, like <laughs> gay people are uh, portrayed as cold-blooded vegans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what films were in in those ones? Uh, like there are examples, uh, like, but I couldn't remember the name. So those okay. are examples, like in the documentary. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really early in documentaries, yeah, like yeah. in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and so now, like nowadays, like um, American films, Hollywood, they pursue political rights to let gay people to present themselves like some yeah. gay directors or trans directors to speak for the community mm -hmm. rather than to let straight people. Yeah, I mean, it's always a bit of a, a situation with with the straight people like portraying gay people on screen. Like there's yeah. been a lot of kind of, uh, I mean, there's been a bit of outrage in recent years with people, um, I mean, especially with... Uh, transgender characters on screen um there was a huge uproar because uh Scarlett Johansson was cast to play a transgender character um a trans man in a film I can't remember was it Rub and Tub maybe it was like this this historical documentary about a, a real life uh trans uh, transgender man but they're playing they're hiring a cis female actress to play yeah. him which you know, isn't great because it kind of gives off the impression that, like, trans men are just, like, girls uh, dressing up as guys, which is, is absolutely the wrong idea to be giving people. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially if this is someone's first encounter with a trans person. <laughs> yes. Like, you know. So that's why, like, uh, why can't straight people to um, represent LGBT? Uh, LGBTQ people like in films um, like they uh, for straight people they usually have the idea of a binary or like a heteronormative gaze mm -hmm. like they believe the world is binary and there are only two genders <laughs> in this world like particularly in a transgender film like they always think trans people like for example a uh, female to male they 
uh, try their best to reach masculinity,、mm-hmm. which is not right. <laughs> like、yeah. you, you can, yeah.、Uh, like for trans people, they just mostly can be themselves rather than to pursue masculinity or extreme feminine femininity. Yeah, I mean, like some trans people definitely want to go for you know to be. Like one hundred percent perceived as as the the gender that they are,、um, but like there's there's definitely a problem with putting across the idea that the the right way to be a trans person is to be like one hundred percent masculine and if you're、um, female to male or like one hundred percent feminine if you're if you're a male to female,、um, which isn't great for a lot of trans people who don't feel comfortable like putting that much. <laughs> Yes, let's talk about some examples in films. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah. do.、Yes. Yeah, there's a newest film about like a girl.、Mm-hmm. Like, the the film is called Girl. Right. As a Belgian director,、um, like to portray a a trans girl who is like def、um, desperately want、uh, bottom surgery,、mm-hmm. and then she basically couldn't wait, and she just did it. By herself. Oh, geez. it was. I was like, <laughs> I was dying in the cinema <laughs>、no. while watching that scene.、Uh, was oh, it, gosh, was it like really gory? It's like、uh, she put eyes. She、uh, put、okay. eyes on the bottom, and then you don't need to fully. <laughs> oh, oh, I was like, that's, that's definitely <laughs> not representing trans community. No, oh, geez.、Yeah. And this film, like, I、uh, received like a lot of. Rewards and and the director is gay. Okay. I so I for this circumstances I don't think gay people can represent trans people well. Yeah, there's like there's a there's a bit of a you don't want to like create a divide with like the LGBT community and be like only only you know you can only tell stories if you are of that like sexuality or gender. You just—it's very important to actually talk to the people that you're representing and to get like an accurate, accurate picture. Like a lot of these Hollywood forays into trying to portray queer people often end up not being very authentic and also having like weird views on <laughs> that like real life trans or like gay individuals would not have. <laughs> Yeah, and it's very, very obvious that they haven't actually talked to any trans people in the making of this film or the films.、Um. Yeah, like when I search for Google, like transgender films, there are, like some articles, like ten greatest transgender film. When I click on that, like I was like mostly disappointed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like the most famous one, like Boys Don't Cry, like the character Brandon. Like pursues to be a real boy, performing stereotypically pursuing like masculinity. Like he was like oppressing his femininity and being invalidated by others.、Mm-hmm. Like, and he was trying to his best to fit into the heteronormative expectation. Like try his best to pass and put socks in a in a pants.、Yeah. You know, like, um. So, which is like a ve- like that might be some trans people's journey to to you know accepting themselves and to like coming out, but it's it's not every trans person's、yes. journey. And the problem comes when that's the only type of story being told 
about trans people and about queer people, like, because that's not the experience of the majority of trans people. I mean, it's great if it's been your experience, but if it isn't, then, you know, it's giving everyone else who is only seeing this kind of the yeah. wrong idea. Of and the sad people. part of the film is, like, in the end, the character is invalidated. Like, mm. he was, like... All his journey is trying to prove himself, mm -hmm. but then in the end, he was like invalidated. But in the end, <laughs> like, um, like, uh, like, uh, in the end, like, he was like, um, in the film, is like a lesbian. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. This is <laughs> yeah. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> not fantastic. <laughs> yes. So it's. And so, and that and that's like lauded as like the highest peak of trends <laughs> cinema so far, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's geez. what I mean is like heteronormative gaze. Like Brandon's gender is like either male or female. If he like didn't like go through some surgery, mm -hmm. like he will always be invalidated. Yeah, 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 that seems to be a lot of uh, cis people's view on trans people is that, like, you're not really trans unless you've had yeah. the surgery, which is really problematic on a lot of levels and also, like, not viable for a lot of people. Like, it's super expensive. The waiting lists are, like, you know, huge. It's, you know, it's it's not realistic for a lot of trans people that that's going to be their experience. Um <laughs> And it's really not great to have your trans character be like, oh, no, I'm actually a girl at the end. Like, that's not yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and another film, like, in top ten um, suggestions is um, Transamerica. Mm -hmm. Like, this film is, like, in scholarly, like, received some positive stuff about, like, this film is, like, not uh, portrayed trans people as like sex worker, some sort of super negative stuff. Right. This yeah. film is trying to like normalize um trans people as like in real life, like as like in a living mm -hmm. um everyday life. But I think this film still have some defaults about like um seeing trans people like still pursuing like too much like themselves to fit into the binary system. Yeah. Yeah. And the character Bray, she was like she was set like before the surgery mm -hmm. and during the whole film she was like trying to be a regular woman and you mm -hmm. know like trying to uh if she uh, didn't have this surgery, she's not complete, that sort of right. idea. Right, okay. That's like the view that they were trying to put across with the film. Yeah. Which, again, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, um, uh, you shouldn't, like, uh, represent trans people as, like, one sort of image. Like, mm -hmm. we all, like, desperately want this surgery. Like, not yeah. everyone. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I identify as trans, like non-binary, and I don't, I'm very happy with my body and like all of that. And, you know, I know a fair amount of like trans people who are pretty tall bodies, but also I know like trans people who really want surgeries and like, there's a spectrum of things. It's not just like the one thing. Um, and that's the problem with having so few film, like queer and like trans films and then having those films and not 
being told by trans people um, and by people who obviously haven't really consulted a lot of trans people. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like nowadays it's really hard to think of, think of a film mm -hmm. like really rightly to present. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know if there's any films that I can think of off the top of my head that I was happy with their presentation of trans individuals. <laughs> yeah, have you seen The Danish Girl? I have not. I kind of avoided it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I heard some, I mean, yeah, like any, I like Eddie Redman as an actor, but like I, I do have a big problem with, with like cis men being cast as trans women. Like that, yeah. I'm, that's not what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also, like, besides the fact that there are uh, amazing, like, trans actors that you could have cast in that role that deserve their time in the spotlight. And so, you know, there are, like, there are trans actors. You can cast them in things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so the world is promising. Like, we cheer up our trans community mm -hmm. to future, to tell our own story yeah. to this like film market and the other thing about like um cisgender people or like um like straight people trying to um portray uh lgbtq community is that they trying to say we're like a tragedy yeah. yeah yeah and it comes full circle back to the Hayes code of like the there's there's like only two kinds of of like queer like mainstream queer movies it seems there's either like the deep dramatic like art house tragedies like Carol or Brookback Mountain or like you know those kind of things or they're like silly B movie comedies where yeah. you know there's obviously not a high production value it's maybe an independent studio I mean definitely like independent studios like doing it yeah um what we really want as queer people is just like more variety of things. And we want stories with queer characters where the story is not just about them being queer. Like I would love to have a high fantasy story where the protagonist is like a trans person and it, it it's like mentioned once and that's it. Or like it's it's like mentioned throughout the film, but it's not a big deal. Like, you know, people are chill with it. It's not the story is not about them being trans it's about them being like a badass warrior like saving the world from darkness but they're still trans because you know trans people are regular people queer people are regular people we do we do stuff <laughs> that yes. is not apart from just being queer and being like trans you know yeah and the trouble with all of these films like there are there are fantastic films like moonlight or love simon or like but i'm a cheerleader which i love so much even though it's super campy i would definitely recommend checking that one out by the way it's like some good like queer history yeah. right there um and i love the style of it as well yeah um but yeah like the trouble with those kind of films like it they're definitely important and needed but like they're all about the protagonist's journey through like being gay and and which is great but we also want films that aren't about that that have queer people in it right yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man i i man i just i just want a really good sci-fi film that has that has a queer person in it you know and they don't die like that's <laughs> or like yeah that's just just avoid the barrier gaze trope. Avoid the queer coding of villains. If 
you can. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, but okay, so there's this uh, stop motion animated film, Paranorman. Have you seen it? No. no. Okay, it's by the studio called Leica. They they did the Coraline movie and a couple other movies. They they do really cool work with like stop motion animation. Um, but there is a character in it who mentions at the end of the film that he has a boyfriend, and it is like totally normal. And it doesn't. It just it is a part of his character, but it doesn't mean that you know doesn't affect his character apart from that. Like, and it's not played for a joke as well. Like, okay, so. The reason that it comes out is the one of the uh, uh, girl had been like kind of hitting on him throughout the rest of the movie, and at the end she's like, "Yeah, you want to go see a movie?" And then he's like, "Oh yeah, my boyfriend loves rom coms. Let's let's go." And like she looks disappointed, but it's def- it's the kind of disappointment of being like, "Oh, he's taken already." Like it's not about him being gay. At least I didn't take it as that, and I don't think that was the intention for it to be taken as that. And that's the kind of representation I think that we that we want and that we deserve in films, um, is is you know queer characters where it's not a big deal. Yeah. Because it's it's nice to go into films and not have to like watch something that's really with people being homophobic and really bad. For once, I just like to go into a film like that was the cool thing with Love Simon is that you know for the major the the most part people were chill with him. And that was really nice to see and really uplifting as, like, a queer person. I cried when his mum was really accepting. And, you know, that was yeah. that was just really nice to see. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, another thing, like, the misrepresentation, like, in films and TV shows, like, to make queer people themselves to be, like, guilty, to be, like, there's a word, uh, internalized ho- homophobia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you, like, people, like, just, like, in Love, Simon, like they really afraid to come out. Like, mm-hmm. they will say, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. you don't have to be, yeah. like, internalized homophobia. Yeah, that was, that was really refreshing to see the film. I mean, like, okay, that's definitely a thing in a lot of queer films, but it was definitely refreshing to see it, like, affirmed and be like, okay, I understand that, like, it's scary yeah. to come out, but, like, we accept you and that's great. Like, that was really nice. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so... Do you have any films that you want to plug? Any any films that you would recommend people go out and watch? Definitely call me by your name. <laughs> okay, okay. I haven't had, I've I have heard good things about that all I hmm, I've heard the music. The music sounds yes. very good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As I mentioned before, Moonlight is fantastic. I mean it won an Oscar two years ago? Two two three years ago? Oh god. It it won an Oscar <laughs> in the yeah. year that it came out. Um, oh, time has lost meaning to me. <laughs> um, Love Simon is really good, but I'm a cheerleader is really good. I've heard good things about the miseducation of Cameron Post. Oh, yes, I've Have, seen that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd recommend it. Oh yes, okay. and bro- Boy Erased. Like okay. those two are really similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Is that the one? Wait, who who is in that? Was that Troy Sivan who was in that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, either on the next show or in a future show, we'll be able to talk about queer media in TV as well. We just kind of wanted to talk about specifically film because, you know, there's a fair amount to talk about. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to, like, run over time. But hopefully in the future we get to talk about, like, queer TV because there's a lot of stuff I could go into <laughs> with yeah. that. 
And also queer theatre. I have some I have some ideas. <laughs> Please share. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll have to get some of my theatre friends, maybe, if I can convince them to, to come on the show. <laughs> I'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think that's all we want to talk about. Um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Yes. Hope everyone can be proud and embrace yourselves. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Um, and you have been listening to Speak Out on 106.1 FM, the Wellington Access Radio. Yep, I think that got that right. <laughs> but yes, so, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week, maybe. I don't know, it might not be us. Yeah. Maybe us. Maybe us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Emlyn. Um, yeah, Val. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> see ya. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.